0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Healthy Trails podcast. I am so excited for this week because I have my number one travel partner with me. We have traveled 31,000 United States and Canadian miles. I think we've done... 28 states together and 19 national parks and counting. We have many more in our future that we're very excited about. And he is my bestest friend and his name is Sal.
1: Hello there.
0: We're super stoked to be talking about all things van life and We have taken some great suggestions and questions that you all have. And we are going to bring you guys some light on some of the things that you're interested in. It is very fun to van life but there are definitely some challenges and some obstacles when it comes to choosing the right build and budgeting and finding out where to sleep and shower and little things like going to the bathroom. So we're really excited to be here with you today. Let's get started and have some fun with this. South actually had a van before he met me, which is kind of cool. And it definitely was something that we bonded over when we first met. And so what van did you have?
1: So I had an 81 Weekender uh, van again that I got off Craigslist for a couple grand.
0: And how long did you have your van for?
1: I only had it for maybe a couple years. I didn't do too much with it i fixed it up a little bit and it ran pretty good and i took it to maybe like a couple music festivals and like weekend camping trips and then sold it off but it was really fun to have for the time that i did have it
0: it was definitely a cool setup and i'm sure he probably misses it now
1: (laughs) i do i wish i would would have kept it but it had a fix that would have cost half the amount that i paid for it so i just cut my losses and sold it
0: which these vans are obviously very notorious for needing their fixes they definitely need a lot of love and care and they have a great vibe but they each have their own specific personality and i think that mine for example it has a continuous coolant problem and we've gotten it checked and fixed from many different mechanics, but she just seems to continue with her coolant leak, which she's had since the day I got her. And so uh, when South and I met, we were introduced through a mutual friend And I had my van and I had not been on a date in a very long time or had not had a partner in a long time. And I knew that my main goal was to find a partner that could travel and could live in a van and they did not have a problem with not showering for many weeks at a time or for using the bathroom in a cup. So when I found out that South had had a van before me, I was kind of like, Hmm, well, at least we know he can live in a van, so he must be cool in, in one way or another. So that was super exciting for us to both be able to bond over that. And since they were both Westfalia's too, I think it was really fun for us to have that connection.
1: So I'm gonna start with the first question here. It says, uh, how did you get into van life and choose your van? I know that it can be kind of hard to find like a pristine fan that comes from like the 70s through the 80s. So how'd you find yours, Claire?
0: So I started reading tons of forums about Westies specifically, and I actually was given the advice to go bigger and go for something like a sprinter or an RV or something like that. But I am really glad that I stuck to my gut and ended up getting a Westie because I have met the most incredible people and friends, and there really is nothing like having a West just the vibe of it, going down the road, and everyone is smiling and so incredibly stoked to just see this very cool vehicle, so I found mine on a forum, and it's called the Samba. And you can type in exactly what you're looking for. I knew that I wanted an automatic, which sometimes I kind of wish that I got a manual, especially when we're going up the hills, when we're, we're going literally 10 miles per hour and people are honking and mad and all sorts of stuff.
1: Causing traffic.
0: Yeah, we, we cause a lot of um,
1: slowness
0: on, behind us.
1: Especially on one way roads.
0: Oh yes, definitely. So, <laughs> I kind of wish I got a manual, but I got an automatic and she's great. And I wanted a water cooled. I knew that was definitely a preference. I wanted a pop top. And so I basically just entered all this information into the Samba and I started looking and I really took about a year and a half, maybe two years specifically on the Samba calling and asking people about their vans and sending them to my dad and having him look at them and look at the specs and everything and we talked to a bunch of mechanics and we were like which route should we go so that is how i found my van i got it in napa valley california which is really cool it was a wine country van it was very clean it had been Used maybe a few times in its life. It was garaged by the first owner. And the story is that two other women also owned it. And they always had plans to go on grand adventures, but life kind of got in the way. So they ended up storing it. And when I bought it, it had 31,000 miles on it. And I honestly peeled the plastic off the stove. So nothing had ever really been used. I think that maybe the water in the sink had been used, but other than that, it had never been used. She was super clean and I got her and the rest is history. So we've had a really fun time together and I love my van. She is, her name is Indy and we are... Best friends, kind of. <laughs> so, in regards to choosing the proper build, depending on who you are as a person, I think that it definitely just comes down to preference. Um, one thing that we noticed with OS Folia is that it really doesn't have much clearance in regards to standing up. So, I fit in the fan, but South. does not not. at all. And so if we're camping at a place where we can't really pop the top, it makes shuffling things around a little bit uncomfortable since we really don't have very much storage in there either. So I'd say that when it comes to what type of camper you want, definitely think about the little things. Like if you want to stand up, if you want to be able to have a toilet, a shower, cooking i mean we don't do any cooking inside the van so if it's raining or something it's just kind of a mess i mean i have a a stove in the Westie, but i've never used it i've never even tried the propane tank because it's very old and it definitely needs to be replaced and i also like the idea of cooking outside the van anyway so it doesn't become smelly in there but I'd say just depending on what you want in the engine that you choose is very important because you want something that people are able to work on no matter where you go. Whereas I kind of struggle with that with the Westie. Like
1: just whatever is going to be the most practical for you. Like what your goal is, however however many people are going to be living in it. Like for us, it was two and it was like relatively small for probably both of us. It was, yeah. comfortable, it was but comfortable. but comfortable. Shuffling
0: around a lot
1: of stuff, shuffling. Yeah, but there, there's plenty of options, like you said, like anything from like the Chevy vans to like sprinters. To school get, buses. To school buses, yeah.
0: To but, the Toyota Dolphin. <laughs> there is many, many different options.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go like tons of different routes to, um, especially if you want to like, because a lot of people do like to build them themselves. Mm-hmm. And then when you get with the so like a Westie or any camper van, they're already sort of done for you. There's not too much like a modification you can do.
0: Yes, the Westie is the original camper van mm-hmm. for sure.
1: So if you like that, like it already done, then by all means go with that. But I know a lot of people like to go from square one and make it all entirely custom and exactly how they want. So that's always another thing to keep in mind when you're choosing something.
0: And I think that's really cool also if you have an animal and you want to keep your dog with you or something like that, you can build your bed up higher so that your dogs could have a place to sleep Yeah, and you can stand. I mean, there's so many options. I 100% wish that we could stand all the time. Yeah, me too. That's the one thing that I really, really didn't think about before. And I wish that I had thought about that before. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about the bathroom or the shower. It's not a big deal, but being able to stand would be something that would be a game changer.
1: Yeah. And that's when you can always, you see like the Westies with high tops. You can Mm -hmm. replace the um, pop top with a high top or just find one that already has a high top on it. And that Mm -hmm. way the whole thing is already tall.
0: You definitely can do that. That's something I kind of wish that I looked into before. So if you're looking at a Westie, definitely think about being able to stand. Yeah. So in regards to finances, we get a lot of questions about how do you guys make money? How do you save money? What do you do when you're living on the road? So basically for the past few years, our goal has been to save money and we travel with that money that we make And it's not exactly the most sustainable form of budgeting, but we also pick up jobs on the road. For example, I am a holistic health coach. So I generally have a few clients here and there that I coach every week. And then I also do photography and I build websites for people, just some freelance stuff on the side. And then South also has his own thing going on with extra money.
1: Yeah, so I just do... Like freelance art and commission work on the side, like anything from posters, logos, just random drawings. Also make just like stickers and um, prints. I think last time I, I made a batch of shirts and that actually did like fund me a good ways last time.
0: Yeah, so I think if you have like a creative outlet as well, it really helps when you're living on the road. I know a lot of people who do social media work where they are working with brands and they're sponsored or they have a craft like leather making or I don't know, jewelry making, stuff like that, that also gives them extra money to keep going and be sustainable on the road. So that's how we do budgeting and saving money. So we were asked, how do you decide where to go slash plan and advance and schedule? So we usually had like some sort of event that we had to get to that we had planned in advance, whether it be a festival or a concert or some sort of farmer's market that we wanted to get to something in advance. So we would wake up and decide, how many days it would take us to get to the next spot basically. A lot of our traveling revolved around national parks because I'm extremely passionate about national parks and South likes them as well and likes hiking and so We are very passionate about those, so we wanted to get in as much adventure and learning as we could in national parks. So that was also a highlight as to where we went throughout our trip. I mapped out every single place I've ever slept in the United States on my Google Maps, so I tagged the location every single time because First of all, if we ever went back through there, there were so many times that I went back through after I had mapped the first time that we stayed at the second time because we felt safe there. That was something that I really liked. And then South actually mapped out an atlas.
1: Oh, yeah. As we went, uh, every road we took, I would mark it with like a Sharpie each day and slowly make like the big circle that was our trip by the end.
0: Yeah. So we had a little trail map, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I love looking back at that. And I love looking at all of the places that we've been to mm-hmm. and seeing where we slept. I just think it's something cool. So if you're living on the road and you think that you will be going to so many places and you think you'll be going back there, definitely map yeah. it out. I oh, yeah, mean, it's cool why not? At, yeah.
1: At the end, if you got like a big big circle around the whole country. Yeah. Another uh, popular question, surprisingly, was how do you guys go to the bathroom? And um, well, Claire goes in a mason jar.
0: Yeah, we get a giant pea cup. And um, we call it the pea cup. (laughs) Yeah,
1: the labeled pea cup. And I just go outside for the most part, as long as it was available, unless I really had like, we couldn't. Go outside wherever we were sleeping
0: yeah if we were like sleeping in a neighborhood obviously we would not do that but if mm-hmm. we're in the woods somewhere and or at a campsite that's clearly mm-hmm. something that fair game. is fair game yeah but if we're in a neighborhood there's no way and we're definitely not getting out of the van at night because we first of all do not want to disrupt anyone around us and second of all we just really want to respect everyone so so P-Jar it was. P-Jar it was. And in regards to going number two, I honestly never had to so, go number two. I've never yeah. had to go.
1: I was going to say, unless we're in like the woods, like deep woods somewhere. That's yeah. one you're just holding. Or you find a place to... For
0: some reason, it just...
1: Claire just doesn't poop?
0: <laughs> no, I just like <laughs> my body like adapted to this adapted lifestyle. To never and it just we're just fine with it. Like every morning i wake up and we could poop at the coffee shop or the gym. I just
1: yeah. never really had to go deep late at night. Yeah. Maybe try to get that one out of the way before you park, before you park. Yeah. That's definitely, Somewhere to definitely a good
0: thing to do. So in regards to showering, we got a planet fitness membership, which I love working out anyway. So I felt that it would work and it's like twenty dollars a month for two people, and I cancel it every time I get home because I don't go to Planet Fitness when I'm home, and so it worked well for us, and we showered so at Planet Fitness, they have a specific rule where you can only go to a specific location that's not your home location 10 times a month. So
1: you can bring a guest,
0: you can bring a guest 10 times a month and that's it if you're not at your home location so we kind of had to work around like two and a half showers per week time it out (laughs) yeah so because if not we got to one month and they were like you ran out of showers and we were in the same location we were in bend oregon for about a month and a half last summer so that was just kind of like oh we had no idea and we will not be showering for the rest of this month the 15 following days (laughs) so I think that river showers too. We've done a lot of river showers just to clean off. and
1: Yeah. Just find like a river on the side of the road. Or yeah. Something. I remember we went in that one. as if we were driving and it just looked like a good spot. And
0: yeah. If we see a spot in. that's like a clean river, we're like, oh, take advantage. Yeah, shower and, for the day. So yeah. women hygiene. I personally use a diva cup because they're very easy to leave in for extended amounts of time. I can take a shower one day and put it in and then clean it in a river or something if I have to. I know that that is probably not the most fun thing to hear, but we are women and we have wonderful reproductive organs that definitely give us a beautiful cycle every month. So I usually clean it with some biodegradable soap or pour what is the contents of it in a hole, like dig a little hole in nature and pour it out and just give it a nice clean because I am a woman and I live in a van. (laughs) Our next question is about cooking on the road. And this is a difficult question, I think, for anybody, if you have some sort of food allergy or illness or you are very specific in what you're eating. And I will say that we don't have a fridge, which I think was one of the most wasteful things. Like if I could go back, I would have just invested in a fridge because at this point we have used so much ice and thrown away a lot of food, which I feel very shameful about because we have a cooler and the food just doesn't stay. I mean, you're opening it all day long, trying to get food, and I eat a very clean diet where I love my vegetables, and I normally don't eat any processed food. I try to keep a very holistic and alive diet, and that's very difficult for me. So I've heard that Dometic has really great solar-powered fridges, and I wish that I had just gone with that instead of buying a cooler.
1: Yeah, the Yeti didn't prove to... the best fan fridge
0: yeah and i think that south also had a hard time with meals on the road because it's a lot of like repetitive food sometimes when you don't have a fridge so
1: yeah like i'd said before that i would just get cans and that was kind of it so it definitely got a little bland after a while
0: i would just really suggest getting a fridge just pay for the solar fridge they're expensive but You're going to end up saving so much money in the long run. I mean, ice is $4 basically every single time you buy ice.
1: Yeah, and especially when it was hot, we'd be getting ice like almost daily. Oh, at least daily. Yeah, Yeah. because it would would run straight out and it was just almost impossible to like keep up, like keep things cold when you have a lot in there because we would have it like almost packed like 90% of the time.
0: Mm -hmm. So do yourself a favor and definitely get a fridge storing our food. So the first time South and I traveled together, we got like a storage bin for the food. It was a big Tupperware, like huge, like two feet storage container that kind of fit perfectly under our back seat. And we would fill that with food because on our first adventure, we had some friends join us for quite some time, but we stored the food in there and we honestly got a mouse. So (laughs) I would wake up and half of my avocado would be gone. And I would be like, oh, our friend the mouse has gotten into the food again. So definitely a fridge for all of that yummy food that is can go bad and will go bad and you'll just waste a lot of money. Now we have come to road troubles, which I think I touched on a little bit before, but every single van is going to have its days because these things are running very hard all of the time. And it's really important to keep up with things and to make sure you check your oil and you check your coolant and you make sure your van is really feeling in top shape so that you can continue traveling. And so that if something big does happen, you know where to look and you know what you've done in regards to staying up to date with it. So I think that at any time, anything can really happen. And it's important to plan for those things in regards to finances. So you can get a flat tire at any time, or you might need a new catalytic converter or anything down to getting bad gas and having to have your gas tank completely drained, which is actually something that happened to us last year. On our way back to Virginia, we got some bad gas at, it wasn't even a sketchy gas station. Nah but we took the car to a Volkswagen dealership since that was the only place in town that was willing to touch the vehicle and they drained the gas and said it was half filled with water <laughs> so that was a bit of a surprise and something that obviously was no one's fault it wasn't even the van's fault it wasn't my fault but It was something that had to be taken care of or we would have not gotten back on the road so it's always important to be thinking about things that could go wrong but definitely don't harbor on them too much and just realize that if something does go wrong you are exactly where you should be at exactly that moment living in a van with someone especially if you've never lived with that person before it can be a little bit of a shock factor because you're going to learn so much about someone else and it's very important to tap into understanding and your partner's needs as well as your own and to really honor and respect that person that you're sharing that space with even though the van is mine um when south and i are traveling it very much so is his as well All of the space is open for each of us to really build ourselves into and to find comfort and home in because at the end of every single night, the van is our sanctuary to come to and it really is our home no matter what state we are in or no matter where we find ourselves. So I think that really tapping into how to respect your partner and how to respect yourselves and doing something every single day that helps you be true to yourself whether I think one of the things that we really do every day is We go to a coffee shop or we put our headphones in and we just tune in to whatever we're doing And I think that really helps us with engaging with one another and respecting one another
1: Yeah, because like as nice as it is to like be with each other almost 24-7 It is good and like healthy to get like a mental break so like each day in the morning or whenever claire would go to the gym and i would go to the skate park we get like a couple hours to like reset like chill for a little while Mm -hmm. and um yeah me up.
0: yeah and that gave us a good time to really just be with ourselves and meditate because even if you are living with a partner in a van there are still many things that you are conquering every day mentally So giving each other that room to breathe and that space really helps us stay connected with one another. Sometimes space brings people closer together. So what do you think your biggest struggle living on the road was?
1: Besides all the stuff we just talked about, like showering and um, laundry and basic stuff, probably like not having, because I'm like used to having like a studio, Mm -hmm. like a place, like a desk to like sit down and like, have all like supplies and stuff it was kind of hard to do it all in like a like a sketchbook or like all my art and all that like in like a coffee shop and mm-hmm. keep it in like a little my little storage container and stuff because I didn't um I got an iPad within this last year which changed my entire game
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: am stoked to travel now because it's all going to be on the iPad which is sick.
0: Yeah we uh, had like a cabinet filled with South's paints. <laughs> yeah and his supplies and then in the pop top if you have a Westie and you didn't know this in the pop top you can actually store stuff in the very back of the pop top there's a little yeah. bit of space in between the um in between the cushioning and the top if you don't
1: use the, the top bed
0: yeah if you don't use the top bed so we would store jackets canvases. and canvases up there mm-hmm. and sweatshirts bulky stuff and so that was where he would store literal canvases
1: yeah that was
0: um
1: a lot of unnecessary supplies compared to now at least yeah I like, now he like has doing an all iPad that
0: stuff. IPad yeah
1: and but a pencil uh, i that's way easier <laughs> so yeah, probably iPad. the uh, probably not biggest struggle was probably not having that space it felt a little scattered mm-hmm. it was hard to be able to like sit down and really like have your space to do your thing Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah what about you
0: so I think for me the biggest struggle is honestly staying healthy because so you have a bit of a different diet than I do definitely and (laughs) south like
1: sugar (laughs) I just eat terribly and that's my diet
0: eats whatever he wants whereas my body obviously cannot handle that stuff so it would be kind of hard because he would get these yummy coffees in the morning, <laughs> and I try not to drink coffee to begin with. I don't like caffeine, I don't like stimulants. So South would have this like delicious caramel like frappuccino, frappuccino with like double whip and caramel, and I would be like, oh my gosh, every <laughs> single morning, like this is like so much like sugar and yumminess, and so every so often I would try it. And I think that trying it so many times, definitely for me, eating stuff like that is like pure poison to my body. Whereas some people can eat like that, but I can't. So keeping healthy in regards to cooking, because like I couldn't grill chicken, I couldn't bake chicken you know, it was never anything like that. And I think that was really, really, really difficult for me. And when I'm traveling, I do gain some weight and I'm okay with that. I'm living and this is life. But I think now when we, we have some future fun things coming up, I will be able to cook. And I have found something that works for me, which is power walking. I really love power walking and I go every single day now. So That is something that I will be carrying with me when I go traveling on the road next so that I can stay a bit more stable and I don't have to feel as though my body is not loving traveling because I think I would feel so much better if my whole self was really enjoying it. So that probably is the most thing that I struggled with. The last thing I wanted to touch on is whether living in a van is more sustainable or not. And I feel as though it really is because there are many amazing things about it. for example, we
1: rarely showered we had we rarely ate out honestly. Um, we used reusable water bottles you can get water from all sorts of places I think we got it from like Planet Fitness when we go to shower Whole Foods has the uh, the reverse osmosis water. It's like yeah. this extra filtered water. Which is or like something. an
0: extra filtration. And yeah. they, some whole foods have completely free water. So that was really nice. So
1: that's great. Uh, you got like your reusable um, utensils mm-hmm. for eating that we'd wash. So you're not using like plastic ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, grocery bag, reusable grocery bags, like the canvas ones.
0: Yeah. And you can't ever have the excuse that you forgot your reusable grocery bag at home because your home is literally five steps away. Yeah. So I think in a way it really was more sustainable. The only thing that I would have to say is that the no fridge thing made it very difficult when it came to having to buy ice all the time with the bags and then having to throw food away if it got soggy or went bad. So in regards to that, I think, yes, it was more sustainable. you were we're using solar power. I mean, we charge everything on our Jackery and shout out to Jackery because they sponsored us and hooked us up with a really amazing solar setup. So I love it. I couldn't suggest it more. I have a great panel by them. I think it's a 100 watt panel. It's the Jackery portable power station. So it's the 1000 watt solar generator. And I really loved it. You know, we charged everything with it and we just would set the panel out in the sun. We never hooked up a full setup to the top of the van in regards to solar, but this worked perfect for us and I mean, my friend was doing her hair in the back of a van before a photo shoot. So I think it was great.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. So I believe it was very equally sustainable as living in a home. I mean, yeah, you're using gas, but at the same time, a lot of the gas was just us parking in most places for days of adventure. So we weren't really driving around except for getting from place to place.
1: Yeah. It wasn't a ton of driving.
0: Yeah. So I thought it was, yeah. I think it's a very sustainable way of living, especially if you have that refrigerator.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd say it is. You're definitely not putting as much of like a carbon footprint on everything.
0: Yeah, of course. And as you guys can see, I'm manifesting that refrigerator for my next travel. So (laughs) (laughs) I will keep talking about a refrigerator. So yeah, I felt like it was definitely sustainable.
1: That's a must. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. So South. I wanted to ask you a question as to where is your favorite place that you have been in the van so far.
1: Oh man, that's a hard one. I know. Right. I want to say, I know you probably think I want to say Joshua tree.
0: Oh, I wasn't even thinking that.
1: Really? No. Joshua tree was super cool just because it doesn't look like any place. That doesn't even look like it should exist. Yes. It looks like an alien planet or something. <laughs> South like. got a
0: Joshua tree tattoo because yeah. he loves Joshua tree.
1: It is really cool. I don't know. Maybe I mean Yosemite was really cool too. That was like yeah. Doesn't that doesn't look like it should exist either? I don't know. I don't know if I have like a very favorite. But then I want to I want to say those two places and also like Arches, like Utah, or maybe oh, yeah. even like Sedona. Yeah, they're all like I don't know. I had all those places like stick out at the same place in my mind, so I feel like they're all equal. Yes. South
0: loves Red Rock though. Yeah, That's like his thing.
1: Everything Red Rocks is just sick.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So the, my favorite place I've ever lived is definitely the Tetons. Like Mm -hmm. I could wake up in the Tetons every single day for the rest of my life. I love the West. I love it there. I don't know why, but I could just breathe, eat, sleep, the Grand Tetons forever. It's just, I think that's the greatest place, but I've lived there, so I don't really think that that counts. The best place I've ever gone and I couldn't stay was Banff National oh, Park yeah, or one. Squamish. I think Squamish is the coolest place in Canada, and I would go back there and live there. Shout out Jake and Rochelle, our van life BFFs, because Canadian our Canadian friends, because... Australian or yeah, slash Jake is Australian, but I would definitely go there and live there because I just think it is beautiful. And I think it's a little baby Yosemite in Canada. So I think it's really cool there. I definitely want to go back and spend some time there when we're allowed. Well, I think that wraps up just about all the questions you guys had for us. We had an incredible time answering these and sharing our story and diving deep into all things van life from cooking to sleeping to eating and parking and national parks and sustainability. And we had such a fun time and I am so excited that we got to share these things with you.
1: Yeah, it was super fun. Feel free to ask any more questions and we'd be happy to answer them.
0: Yeah, we'd be super stoked if you send us a message and you need to know anything about fan life or if there's something we didn't touch on, just let us know. And don't forget to tune in for next week's episode. I will have a very special guest and I am so excited to interview her. So thanks again. Bye.
1: Bye.